0: Welcome to the Happy Place Podcast. I'm Rina, your host. I'm a shibari artist, tantric body worker, former dominatrix, and extreme sports athlete. I guide people to their core, creating safe spaces for healing and self-discovery. Since childhood, I've challenged societal norms. Through extreme sports, tantra, unconventional sexuality, and psychedelics, I've discovered profound truths. This podcast is for seekers like me, exploring meaning and spiritual illumination in the midst of life's intensity. Get ready to be inspired, amazed, and transformed as we unravel the mysteries of the happy place. I remember so vividly that day when I was laying down on the surface of the ocean, practicing freediving and crying. I was feeling so miserable, so disappointed, so defeated because I was pursuing my initial certification and I couldn't go deep enough. I couldn't stay underwater long enough. My technique wasn't perfect and I felt completely disappointed with myself. On top of that, I trusted that my instructors are disappointed with me and I'm totally a failure as I try hard and I push and I really brace myself to go deep and really do it every attempt and each attempt I'm failing, each attempt I'm coming back on the surface of the ocean realizing that it's not possible for me and that was the moment that I have tried enough, I was completely exhausted and I was just crying and feeling the fullness of my misery, that sadness, that sense of unworthiness and defeat. And on top of that, realization that I'm not enjoying myself, that I came to this sport in pursuit of harmony and peace and joy and playfulness and freedom. All those things that people talk about when they mention freediving. And I was feeling everything completely different, quite the opposite of that So that was the beginning of my freediving career. And fast forward, I'm in a completely different place right now, really loving this sport. I've been practicing it for about five years now, and it just cannot get any better. This is something that infuses my life with so much joy and meaning because lessons and epiphanies that I had underwater have strong ripple effects in my everyday life. And this is why this show is born, to bring you, a listener, on board to ride the same wave with me because you don't really need to dive deep on the bottom of the ocean to experience and gain those really valuable life lessons that freedivers are able to gain from practicing this sport. So I'd love to share with you the three of the most important lessons that i've picked up on the depth of the ocean and something that is really alive in my everyday life that's something that infuses my life with a lot of tranquility playfulness joy and meaning something that gives me strength in the midst of intensity in life something that allows me to feel equanimity in the midst of stormy situations. So, I'd love to share this with you, but let me start from the very beginning. As some of you might not know, what is freediving? Some of you might be familiar with scuba diving, because scuba diving is in going under the ocean, under the surface of the ocean, while using scuba gear, while using this special gear that allows one to breathe underwater and spend quite enough time to explore the underwater wildlife to be able to swim in different directions inside them. And freediving is quite different. Uh, It's also called breath hold diving or skin diving. It's the form of underwater diving that relies on breath holding until resurfacing rather than the use of breath holding breath breathing equipment such as oxygen tanks that scuba divers use and i've been practicing scuba diving for quite some time and i've been also pursuing many other adventure sport and since the beginning since my first skydive at the age of 15 i've i came across this assumptions that extreme sports are all about laughing in the face of death, like really feeling that superiority in front of nature, being able to conquer it, to push through, to show that you can really do a lot more than most people believe we're capable of doing. And it had this kind of alpha energy, this kind of like macho feel that, yeah, we can do it. We are strong, we are warriors, we are conquerors we don't have any fear, we're so courageous, and really being able to face that storm of vulnerability and risk through feeling ourselves invincible, through feeling that strength and the energy of being the warrior, the conqueror, the achiever, the fighter, yeah, being the strong fighters, this is the energy of extreme sports where I was a part of such as skydiving, base jumping. Now, I grew up in a culture of disempowerment, of helplessness. As this is really how I felt most of my childhood, this helplessness to resist the brutal reality around me. And this is really how my parents were operating in the victim mode of us being helpless victims and being unable to change the gloom and doom of post-Soviet reality. Therefore, extreme sports were really needed to me as this was the way that I started to take my power back, when I started to show that, hey, I'm courageous. I can conquer nature. I can face death and laugh at it. I can do something that nobody could ever imagine I could do. So it gave me these goosebumps of mm, doing something incredible, radical, making me feel so powerful. And it was a great path until I discovered something really different that revealed a whole another element of power. So free diving exposed me with a different level of power, the power through embracing vulnerability. And actually this was a huge part of me naming myself a vulnerability guide because i got so fascinated with that aspect of the sport the aspect of meditation this was happening parallel to my spiritual and meditation pursuits and i was so eager to integrate meditation into my everyday life and when i discovered freediving i found like, wow this is one extreme sport where I can still be in my energy of action sport and radically embracing nature while also practicing meditation. So why meditation is part of freediving? So this is where it gets really interesting because lesson number one from freediving is that you are pursuing depth through relaxation, that you are not bracing yourself. You are not... Tightening your muscles in order to achieve something. In freediving, we go. We like to go deep. <laughs> this is one of the adventures of the sport to be able to discover more depth when you are going deep under the ocean. Well, there are some other disciplines, but one of the most classic disciplines in freediving is using the rope that is attached to buoy and the weight underneath it to build depth to start immersing yourself deeper and deeper on one breath hold so um, there are so many subtleties that we learned throughout this exploration but the biggest one is that it comes through relaxation what does it mean well our bodies are designed to do better when we are relaxed actually and there is a lot of science to really back it up so for example our thinking mind takes a lot of space in our system, which also means that it uses a lot of oxygen. So I'm not sure how the calculations have been done, but what I've learned is that about 60% of our oxygen is being used through thinking and a lot of thinking is unnecessary. A lot of those of you who have ever tried to observe thoughts notice how repetitive they are and how much unnecessary noise they create. So it's not just a substanceless waste. It actually does take a lot of energy in our psyche. It gets us tired faster eh, because a lot of oxygen is being used on that. So when we relax, when we're able to relax our muscles, relax our mind, that's when we are able to perform a lot better. And every freediver knows that in order to perform really well, we have to relax really, really deeply and relax, meaning relaxing every muscle of the body, and relaxing our minds, right? And this is when we can oxygenate ourselves a lot more on the surface of the ocean so that when we go under the water, we can stay there much longer, we can perform a lot better because our mind is more clear from any unnecessary noise, and we have a lot more capacity to withhold the pressure of the ocean. So it's quite incredible to see that relaxation gives us so much advantage when it comes to facing the challenges of going underwater on one breath hold. Now, coming back to that initial story in this show of me crying while laying down on the surface of the ocean, well, that was a good exposure of the way I was wired. I was really bracing myself, pushing myself, trying to be tough, trying really hard to get to my goal. So in free diving it just doesn't work this way because every time I try to go deeper and deeper, I would reach a certain depth and I would feel like my whole body just says no and I'm on the verge of panic attack and I'm just getting out on the surface. I'm not enjoying myself. I'm really, really tense. And each time it really hurts me. And then I try again and I really push myself Even harder. And each time it gets exactly to the same place of reaching certain depth and in feeling really unbearable, like I just cannot take it anymore. It's scary. It's intense. It's unpleasant. My ears don't equalize. My body feels completely crushed under the weight of the ocean. Everything feels horrible and I cannot do it. And this is a vicious cycle because each time I feel like I punish myself, for failing and pushing myself even harder. And this really resembled my life. Unfortunately, this is how I was wired to push myself more and more in the midst of life intensity and make myself more rigid, more rough, make my body more tense and numb myself, try to numb myself even more in order to survive, in order to achieve, in order to really make it. And this was the conditioning that I grew up with. And this was the way I was wired for survival, for achievements and for improvements in life. And in freediving, it was not working. I was really exposed with that moment of truth that this strategy just doesn't work. And I had my breakdown. I was left alone there to cry for a bit, just laying on the surface of the ocean, hugging my buoy and just crying and crying. And there was a moment that I reached the bottom of it. Yeah, <laughs> I reached the bottom within myself and I was in the depth of my despair, feeling that childlike sense of failure, unworthiness, Realizing that despite of all this life experience of being the conqueror, the warrior, and even already having a couple of years of experience of meditation, I still cannot conquer my mind. My mind feels stronger. My mind panics. My mind overwhelms me. And then my emotions are overtaking me. My nervous system is really on the fight or flight mode. And that's it. I cannot do anything about it. And right in the moment of having that breakdown, I started to feel like really soft waves of compassion towards me, towards the one in me that was really trying hard, the one in me who have tried enough, who have pushed enough, strived enough. And I started to talk to myself, all of a sudden differently, I found that new, fresh parental tone within myself where I told myself that, hey, you're doing amazing. You don't need to go to those bloody 30 meters. (laughs) That was the depth I was trying to achieve. I believe it's 90 feet and 30 meters in order to get my advanced certification. So I'm telling myself that I don't need to reach those 30 meters to succeed in the sport, that I can just take it easy and be okay with where I am right now. I will have other days, I will have more time to practice, I will get better, I'm at the new beginning and it's okay to not do as intended. I'm I'm still lovable, I'm still good enough, I'm still valuable, I'm still precious. So it was like a moment of reparenting myself right there. And then the flavor of my tears have changed all of a sudden. There was some relief in them. There was some humble, humbleness, softness, some humility, I would say, the right word for that. Yeah, some sense of grace towards myself that I just gifted myself with that grace of recognition of my tenderness and vulnerability and embracing myself in that, that I don't need to push myself any further, I don't need to punish myself for that, I'm okay, I can I can just breathe through that, I can stay with those sensations and I can just stay with my tears. And this was exactly the moment my instructor comes back to me and tells me like, hey, you have done enough for today why don't you just do the last dive where you just enjoy yourself, just play. It's okay, you don't need to train hard. This was good enough, don't worry. You still get your certification because according to that system of free diving, apparently you get certified when there is a certain um, amount of improvements in comparison to your own results. So you're not being judged according to some standards that are external, but you are being evaluated in comparison to your own limitations so if you have shown some improvements from the previous dives then you are getting certified and you have to also do everything safely which was definitely important in this potentially dangerous sport so i sit there like oh okay i can just allow myself to have fun for today and that will be it So I finally give up any pursuits and attempts to reach a certain depth and I encourage myself just to have fun with that. So as I do my preparation for the dive, I'm feeling a lot more at ease with myself, like a pressure has been dropped from my shoulders and then I start to pull the line, that rope that goes to the bottom of the ocean or the weights that I attached on the other side of the rope. So I'm strutting my way from the buoy on the surface, using my hands to pull myself deeper and deeper, equalizing my ears. And each time I'm meeting some resistance or some fear or tensions, I just gently tell myself, hey, it's all good. I can just relax. And let's see what happens. And every moment I'm really enjoying myself, every Pool of the line. Every meter that I'm gaining, I'm forgetting about time. I'm forgetting about depth. And I'm just relaxing deeper and deeper. And the ocean feels so friendly. And my body starts to feel more and more weightless. There is a point that I start to feel that dissolution of the boundary between myself and the ocean. I feel oneness and unity and joy and equanimity and sense of wonder, sense of adventure, and it's so subtle and soft, something very unfamiliar in a way to me. Finally, I reached the end of the line, (laughs) completely unexpectedly, without any effort to get there. Just in my pure joy and playfulness, I reached my 30 meters, and then I'm finally getting back to the surface of the ocean. And this time I'm laughing. I cannot hold myself from laughing. I'm just feeling that irony and humor of life itself that, wow, I have tried so hard and I couldn't get there. And as soon as I gave up trying, this is it. It's just happening very naturally, easily and effortlessly how beautiful that is and then all of a sudden right in front of my eyes i'm seeing so many circumstances and situations in life where it's so applicable where how much effort is being wasted on trying really hard when actually i don't need to or actually i can embrace my playfulness and i don't need to be so hard on myself So yeah, let me recap on the life lessons here. So the first one is that the depth, the achievement comes through relaxation. Success comes through relaxation. The second lesson is that you don't have to chase depth. You let it come to you, right? You just stay in the present moment, relax even deeper, really focus on enjoying yourself, honoring yourself, loving yourself, and the depth or success achievement will come to you. And the third one is, before diving for next adventure, ask your inner child if it makes them excited. Actually, that exact phrase I picked up from one of my mentors, I was really lucky to be mentored by him just for one day. This is the Italian world champion David Carrera. And he is quite famous for his um, non-technical approach, for his more intuitive, spiritual, psychological lessons that he loves to transmit to his students. So that the one that really stayed with me is the one about making your inner child happy. Which means that before you embark on that challenge, adventure, and depth, or another journey, you check in within yourself. Like, hey, will it bring me joy? Do I feel inspired? Do I feel playful? Do I feel mm, this wave of inspiration that goosebumps of wonder within my psyche? Do I feel that childlike wonder do I feel this really authentic emotional desire for this experience and if it's not the case then perhaps we can make it different maybe perhaps we can reframe this experience perhaps we can find a different motivation for this experience maybe the motivation of getting certified it's not inspiring enough for the innocent part of us for the inner child that wants to play and wants to feel loved and nourished. And so maybe that certification is meaningless. So perhaps we can motivate us different. We can find a different intention for the experience. Our intention is a very important factor of our success, because if we are inspired by our intention, if our intention feels congruent within our psyche This is what allows our whole system to serve us in this experience. This is when we don't have that resistance within us, this inner sabotaging force that can just ruin everything by some strong emotional impulse that we didn't ask for, right? So inner child is the Jungian archetype, which represents that emotional raw childlike expression within ourselves, we all have it, right? Some of us deny it more than others, but it's there within us, and inner child is a way to personify that inner expression within ourselves, that innocence within us, that very Simple, emotional part of us, if you imagine like a little puppy within us, right? Or the four-year-old, someone who just wants to play and feel safe and feel loved and feel protected, that part of us. So connecting to that part of us and asking, do you feel inspired for this adventure? Do you feel like you really want to do it? And if that part says, "Mm -mm, I don't want to do it, then you don't go for it. And this was the lesson from the world champion the one who went, I think, 130 meters, I forgot his last record, he put many records over the years, so but imagine going that deep, going to that darkness and deep pressure of the ocean and being able to hold breath for like five, six minutes, this is what they do. World champions, when they go that deep, like four or five minutes is something they're trained for. And that definitely takes a good amount of training and endurance and strength to be able to withstand that challenge. So David Carrera is one of the icons of the sport. And imagine this is the lesson he gives us. Ask your inner child if they feel excited about this adventure and if your inner child says no even if the whole world is watching you while you're about to set the world record or not like if your inner child says no you honor that and you communicate to your inner child and you find some equilibrium with them and do it next time there is always next time you don't have to do it right now so Yeah, feel into that and see how much resonance it can have in your life. Because for me, it has a lot of connections. There are so many parallels of living my life from a place of being a warrior, of being a conqueror, of numbing myself and pushing through, or from a place of playfulness, harmony, love and compassion towards myself, and the place of unity with inner child so consider that and see if you can find some parallels in your life situations which really resemble the sport as i feel there is a lot of resemblance and see where can you change your inner dialogue where you don't need to be so hard on yourself anymore where can you give yourself more chance to relax perhaps something so simple as taking little breaks in your everyday life for relaxation. One thing I love to do is give myself uh, 18 minutes relaxation breaks throughout my day. When I'm starting to feel like my pressure and tensions are starting to build up, I tune myself out from the world, just laying bed on a couch and put my timer for 18 minutes and just deeply, deeply relax and see where else can you infuse your life with more relaxation, more meditation. And notice where you are chasing the results, where you are taking on the role of a chaser, of the warrior, of someone who needs to get something, as opposed to letting it come to you while you are here enjoying every moment of your experience with that perhaps you are chasing a person or some financial outcomes in your career or perhaps you are chasing power when you feel disempowered so see where you can take another approach to that see where can you let it all come to you while you're just doing the best in the present moment and finally Connection with your inner child. When did you have an opportunity to connect with your inner child lately? Do you feel in touch with that innocence within yourself, with that part of you that wants to play, that wants to feel loved, that wants to feel safe? Do you notice how you talk to yourself within yourself, right? Your inner critic can be quite brutal, but notice that. Where can you change it for compassion and appreciation of yourself? How often in your daily life you look in the mirror to tell yourself that you're doing amazing. I'm so proud of you. Do you have access to that inner parent within you that is kind and compassionate, that is ready to provide embrace of love, kindness and safety to that childlike aspect of yourself. Inner child work is a quite precious form of therapy that is really easy to access. It's just all about understanding the value of it and making some space for that in your daily life as well as in your inner world, right? giving yourself a chance to establish a compassionate dialogue within the most vulnerable parts of yourself. Especially during the times when you feel overwhelmed, emotional, when you're struggling, when you're paranoid, when you're feeling not good enough. This is exactly the time to turn it around and tell yourself how amazing it is. Not waiting for the world to do it, not chasing others in order to get them do this for you, but taking it in your hands and really starting from yourself. I hope this has been an inspiring journey for you. I would love to hear your feedback. Please don't hesitate to message me. Follow me on my social media. There are links in show notes. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave five stars. And if it's on Apple Play, just leave a nice review. That will be so helpful. It's beginning for me. So your encouragement is very much appreciated here so please subscribe not you miss any new episodes i have a new episode coming up every wednesday and i cannot wait to share with you more beautiful life lessons have a beautiful day